Amen. Let me just read a few scriptures to you. Psalm 31 and verses 14 and 15. It says, But I trust in you, Lord. I say to you, you are my God. My times are in your hands. Deliver me from my enemy and from those who pursue me. And then just one verse, uh, last verse, Psalm 90 and verse 12. Psalm 90 and verse 12, and it says, Teach us to number our days aright, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Let me read that again, Psalm 90 12. Teach us to number our days aright, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And then Psalm 31, 15, My times are in your hands. It's such a security in the times that we live in that our times are not just going from one to the next and wandering here and there. That our times are in God's hands. Now that brings me security. I thank God it's not in the hands of a denomination. I thank God it's not in some hands of a religious system. I thank God it's not in the hands of man. David said, a man after God's own heart. You see, we need to believe this stuff because life is not easy. Life is not easy. And the teaching of the modern church has weakened the faith of many Christians because they've took us off the rock and put us onto how-tos. They've moved us from the person of Christ They've moved us from the person of Christ. I'll let the children go. I thought the children had left. So if you can take them out, that would be great. I thought they'd left. I thought I saw a crowd. Here they come. And it's Cassie in the front. And the other one seconded. And she's at the end. Lord, bless them. Amen. Give them a hand. Bless you this morning. <laughs> oh, don't you just love church where it can, you can laugh? You know, I got brought up in such a religious system, right? I was saying at the prayer meeting on Tuesday, just by the way, I was saying, you know, the old school were brilliant. I mean, the old school were something else, man. If they smelt smoke on you, I mean, they would chase you. They would get you down. (laughs) But they taught you how to die. Hurry up and die. Die to yourself. Die on the cross. But you know, they never taught us how to live. They never told us about a resurrected life. It's full of joy. And you know, know, I don't want to be saved and miserable. I want to be saved and walk in this victory. But my, um, the point is, my times are in your hands. And I thank God that they're in his hands and not in the hands of a man. My times, because seasons change, don't they? I mean, look what COVID done, it just changed. And some people live their lives by circumstances. They live in the realm and it becomes very soulish. I've got a good day or a bad day. I've got money or I've not got money. I feel good or I don't feel good. And their times are based on the environment, on the weather, where I live, how good the family is, and so on. So their life is up and down because there's no stability, because they've not got their feet. They don't truly believe that the God who created the universe threw the stars into space, placed the moon in the sun, measured the sea in the hollow of his hands, they don't believe that their very soul, their very life, that their very times are in his hands. It says, it says in Psalm 90, 
It says, teach us to number our days. Why? Because our days are short and your days are important. And you don't know when you're going to go. You don't know the moment. You don't know the day. You feel fit. You feel strong. You wake up in the morning, the next minute, you've got a lump in your breast and your life changes. And everything you were leaning on, we just sang it, leaning, 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 leaning where? Leaning on God. Leaning on the promises of God, which are yes and amen. Can you say amen? Every promise is yes and amen. That's your inheritance. My time is in his hands. Is there anybody's hands you'd rather be in this morning? Is there any place you'd rather be? Thank God I'm not in the hands of Fiona, my wife. And thank God she's not in my hands. I am not her rock. And she's not my rock. That's the problem. We lean on people, churches, pastors, and everybody else. Thank God for wives and husbands. Thank God for friends and family. But that hand that you are touching this morning will fail eventually. The strength will be gone. You're going to get old. And one day your kids won't be able to reach it because you won't be there. My times are in his hands. So when my wife goes down, I will not go down with her. That's not me being, you know, hard-hearted. I can't. If that's the case, then somebody, I'm depending on somebody to make me happy. I'm depending on somebody. I'll cry and I'll grieve and I'm going to need all the help I can get. But my times are in his hands. And circumstances will change. Thank God I've got my health today. I don't know how long I'll get it. Just the age process alone tells me. There could be trouble ahead <laughs> for all of us, for every one of you. It will come. My times are in his hands. And when my times are in his hands, and sometimes life doesn't go perfect. You've got a house, you've got a mortgage, you've got kids, you've got a job, and then all of a sudden, health issue job issue and your world is put in a spin and it's in times like that you need to know who's holding you and that all things say all all things work together for good now that is a very difficult word all because sometimes I am perplexed at what God is doing I am perplexed what he's doing I can't see what he's doing and there's some people who got all their life together and it's 2.2 family and everything's great and even this sermon, they'll be like, yeah, uh, whatever, next. Already this year, we've had people in here who have had major sicknesses, who were healthy one day and not the next. We've got people battling with cancer who never dreamed that we would have to go through stuff. And I'm happy to say everyone I've visited, everyone I've been in the hospital, with, every house I've went to, I'm happy to say I've met mature Christians. Their faith has sustained them. Look at last week when this place was packed. We had Chris Russian on the piano leading worship who'd been fighting cancer in his blood for 17 years. And we had Becky standing up here saying after two treatments that they can't even find a trace of cancer in her body. But it's the contrast. You see Chris, 17 years of blood cancer, his time was in his hand. And he led us in worship. My goodness, we could hardly, there was hardly a dry eye. The power and the presence of God, it was here. One singing there, another one testifying there. You see, you can't put God in a box. 
You know, there's all these magic prayers that we get. You'd be as well getting a lucky charm in fridge magnets. Well, I just pray that, you know, you'll cover me, cover the children. I pray all those prayers, but sometimes they're based on fear. What you're really saying is, don't let anything go wrong. I want this to be as smooth as possible. We all do, but life's not like that. Paul the Apostle was shipwrecked three times. Shipwrecked three times. I know I've said it before, but it's worth saying. I think he knew God. You know, so much for traveling mercy prayer. Just get me through this. Three times. You start to think, I don't think I'll go on a mission trip with him. Every time he gets on a boat, it sinks. Isn't it true? And there's a gospel going about right now. If you just get all the dots right, then your life will be fine. And it's anemic. And it's robbing the people of God of the presence of Christ. And when the storms come, and they will, because he said it. He said, in the last days, the love of many will grow cold. And I'll tell you why, they're going to get angry at God. But God never promised, but preachers are telling you that he did. In this life, you'll have many troubles. In this life, you'll go through struggles. You'll go through pain. Oh, there's much blessing in the Christian life. My goodness, we all know that. But my times are in your hands. What times are in his hands? Well, let me say this to you. My times are in his hands when sickness attacks my body. My times are in his hand. In times of prosperity or adversity. In times when things are great, I'm in his hands. And when times are not great, when I'm going through the valley of the shadow of death and the kids are driving you crazy and there's pressure on the marriage and the ministry and the enemy's coming in like a flood and he's clawing down your soul and there's tension in the home. My times are in his hands. It's then I need to go into a room and say, God, I'm like Paul sometimes, I'm perplexed. But what did David say? My times, I trust you, Lord. Trust is a small word, but it's massive to trust people. It's massive. If you've been wounded, if you've been hurt, if, you've, if somebody has done something to you, it's very hard to trust them again and it needs built up again. But there's one person you can trust this morning and that is God. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. You know, this is the first time in two years I can honestly say I wrote this sermon this morning and changed my sermon. I wrote it this morning because... The times that we're living in, after COVID, we're all getting back again. And sometimes we, we can forget. And I want you to, to remember as a church that as we go forward, our times are in his hands. I want you to put yourself in his hands. Don't lean on men. Don't lean on a man at the front of a pulpit. He is what he is. He's got a gift from God. He might preach the gospel, but you don't lean on them. They're only vessels. The best of men are only men. And I do think that's why there's a lot of struggle in life, sometimes even in marriages. I think they put too much pressure on each other. Make me happy. That's impossible. You're only going to find that in God. And that's going to come out of trust. My times are in his hands, in happiness and in times of sorrow. It says in the Bible that he knitted you together in your mother's womb. He was there. Your time, your very birth was in his hand. He told Jeremiah, he said, before you were formed, I knew you. My goodness. That's so encouraging. And you still chose me. And you know me. 
It doesn't amaze me that God loves me. It amazes me that he knows me and he still loves me. I knitted you in your mother's womb. I knew you before you were born. I was there when you were born. I was there all through your school. I was there all through your life. Some of you have been through hell and back. Some of you have been through sickness and back. Some of you have been through distrust and back. Some of you have had failed marriages and back. Some of you have had failures in life and failures in job. But you're here this morning because your life is in the hand of a God whose mercy is new every morning and his love never comes to an end. Can somebody say amen? What a God. He kept you. And he, you know, that's why we've got rubber on the ends of pencils, so we can start again. And that's just a rubber. Can you imagine what the blood of Jesus can do? It cleanses you from all your sin, past, present, and future. My life, that's what it means. My times are in your hands. It's a hand that's full of provision when you're skint. <laughs> it's a Glaswegian word. Skint. Did he use it here? Well, you know what I mean. When you have nothing and you're saying you're praying and miracles happen and you, so a, a letter comes through the door and you open up and there's a fiver in it. Somebody said, I just felt in my heart to give you that. And you think, God, there's a billion, eight billion people on the planet and you put it on somebody's heart to put that through my door. That has been a gift to me. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I live in a real world. My times are in your hands. Some of you have been through valleys and mountains. and I thank God. I want to say to people here this morning, I don't care what you've been through to get here and you're sitting here. Don't you dare go forward with any shame of your past. Because a lot of people limit themselves to say, well, you know, even my Christian life never went right. And God says, I, I, I know. Has the blood lost its power? Has my mercy run out? Is, is, my, is my grace enough? And they keep looking back over their lives. My time is in your hands. And that's what I love about that. My times are in your hands because God is unchangeable. God is unchangeable. He's the God who's the same today, yesterday, today, and forever. He's the most solid rock, unchangeable, that we can stand on in this day and age that we live in. All of our lives will change. The government are changing. And you know, notice that the world's changing. Look at the laws that are getting brought in. Look at the things that are happening. The world has changed. I mean, if somebody came back from the 1600s, my goodness, they would be like, what on earth? You can turn on your telly and see that filth and watch that and do that. And, you know, only 100 years ago, you know, uh, you know 100 years ago, I mean, you, you, you could hardly show an ankle. The police would tell you, you can't show an ankle in the street. It was awful. But today, the, so much liberty, so much disrespect, so much dishonor all over our nation. And when everything moves, and it will, my times are in your hands. When you're living and there's family problems and you think, I can't take another day, you, need, you say, God, my times are in your hands. You know all things. 
My life is in your hands. And when he opens his hands, he'll provide. When he opens his hand, he's going to give you strength. It's what it says in the Bible. I have carved you in the palm of my hand. I don't know if you've got any, but if you've got children, you'll know what I mean. You know, you get a wee wallet. It used to years ago anyway. I don't know if the date is much new, but you know, kids or grandkids in the wallet. And people got fed up with it. You go, I'll just show you wee Johnny. And they go, here we go, you know. No, again, here's wee Johnny. That's my son. He's, he's two years old. As if they really, really, they go, yeah, we've seen it last week. Go like, that's Johnny. That's, that's him when he was one and a half playing with the ball. It meant nothing to anybody. And, but you smiled. You go, that's Oh, look at You know, and I, I, wait, wait, I'll show you wee Margaret. You know, I'll just, I'll just be a minute. I need to show you wee. And it's, it's like that, you know. And, 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 and because you're, you're proud, you're, you're, you're looking at it and you're, and you're doing that. And God said, not only your time's in your hand, I've carved you in the palm of my hand. You are always on my mind. Maybe, I mean, don't think I'm irreverent, but you know, I was a drug addict for 10 years. I lived in a flat with nothing but a mattress. And the enemy had his feet on my neck. And I, and I, and I was talking to a psychiatrist and I tried to take my own life. And I heard the gospel of God. And I like to think today that the devil goes to Gabriel, come here. I show you something. That's what Jay used to look like. But look what I've done. I've carved them on the palm of my hands. Look what I've done. That's not just for me. That's for you. It's not about a dramatic testimony. It's about whose hands you're in this morning. And that's important. When a loved one has went before you. And you feel vulnerable. And the family's scattered out of the country. And you get anxious thoughts. And you say, no, God, I, I trust you. My life and my times are in your hand. And then he goes on to say, number your, help me to number my days. In other words, make your life count. Not only is your time in his hands, but then he says, you make your life count. Make your days count. Make your day count. Tomorrow when you get up, you say, today, Lord, I'm going to get opportunity to share the gospel, to speak to somebody. I'm going to, I'm going to bless my wife. I'm going to bless my kids. I'm going to make this day count because days turn into months, into weeks, into months, and then into years. And before you know it, your life's over. Number your days. Count your days because the days are quick. It goes very fast. I remember being 18, 21. Sometimes I look in the mirror and I think, my goodness, somebody kidnapped Jay Fallon and put him in his body. You know, you do, you get those days, didn't you? You look and you just capture yourself in the mirror and you go, wow. Just a few months ago, me and Fiona said, you know, we've probably lived longer now than we will. And we were saying, you know, we need to make it count. We need to make it count. This is not about us. It's not about how big a church is or who's who. When you're young, you kind of struggle with some of that and you kind of do. But now you get to a stage where you think, God, just glorify your name. Now, make your days count. Start, draw a line in the sand and make your day count. Get a prayer life. Read the word. They're simple things, isn't they? But I'll tell you, people have stopped doing them. We watch teaching tapes. We've got so many CDs and books and how-tos and what to do. We've lost the art of going into a room with God and saying, what do you want? Take my life. If my times are in your hands, then take my life and use it for your glory. My times are in your hands. 
and teach us to number our days. Because they're days of uncertainty. Uncertainty. I would like to put an alarm clock on at this point and to say, you're not promised tomorrow. That's not to make us frightened. That's to wake us up. We need to make every day count. Uncertainty. Look at David. And the reason, this was David that wrote this, my times are in your hands. Because one day he was a shepherd boy, just doing sheep. And then God called him and anointed him to be king. I saw it done. And everybody wants that, don't they? Oh, the anointing, give me the anointing, give me the anointing. Well, as soon as that man got anointed, he ended up running from Saul for 11 years, all because he was anointed. And that David's praying, Saul is chasing him, trying to kill him. And he said, God, my times are in your hands. 11 years Saul chased him, just to let you know, your enemies, when, it, when you don't deserve it, and it's coming against you, and all hell's let loose. Now, what I'm preaching this morning is important. I know it's not the most fiery one we've had, and we're not up in the ceiling. But I do want to say to you, 11 years Saul chased David, and he never got him. He was the king of Israel. He had a whole army behind him, and they couldn't catch one man hiding in a cave. Thank God my times are in his hands. When your enemies rise up against you, if God is for you, who can be against you? My times in my life is in his hands. So when I got up this morning, maybe that's why I changed it. I was reading and I just read my times and I started getting excited. Maybe it was a personal word and I've made it into a sermon, I don't know. But I, go, I thought, my times are in your hands. I thought, unless I do anything stupid, unless I'm daft, I can't even get took out unless you say, the hedge, nobody can come through the hedge unless you allow it. No enemy can come against me. No weapon formed against me will prosper if I'm in your hands. Thank God my times are in his hands. Can you say amen? amen. My times in my life are in his hands. And those hands are powerful hands. When he touched people, things happened put his hands on people and demons came out. We don't do that anymore because we don't believe in that. We counsel people through that now. We counsel people who need delivered because we don't want the power of God. It's too messy. We've stopped the power of God because of political correctness and the devil's muzzled our mouth and the power of God can, can hardly get moving. My times are in his hands. Those hands were powerful. In the book of Acts, you see them laying hands on the sick and they were getting healed. You see those hands, you know, laying hands on people. And just, just his word, people were getting delivered from the demonic. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with counselling. I had it for a year, so keep, we need all the counselling we can get. That's not an indignation against counselling. I'm just saying we need discernment. They were healing hands. There were hands that took loaves and fishes and done miracles and fed 5,000 people. There were hands when a girl was dead, Jairus thought he went in and he touched her and she woke up. 
And David says, those very hands, my times and my life is in them. Who would say this morning, God, touch me again. Quicken me again. Remind me in the world where I feel so vulnerable sometimes, so anxious about the future. Sometimes you feel like you're on a rock. Other times you feel like you're standing on quicksand because the devil's a liar. Makes your life feel frail and fragile. And all the time God says, no, place yourself in my hands. Don't take yourself out of God's hands. We just sang that song, leaning, leaning, leaning on the everlasting arms. My times are in your hands. I trust you, O Lord. I say to you, my times are in your hands. Deliver me from my enemy and from those who pursue me. You see, there's an enemy that's real. It's no joke. You know, I know we sing, I've got you under my feet. I've got you under my feet. You know, Jesus never, the devil has no power. But, but he does have a level of authority where he can manipulate you and intimidate you. He's like a roaring lion. I've said it before. When a lion goes to attack something, he doesn't, he doesn't roar, does he? He doesn't shout out, by the way, a little deer, just to let you know I'm coming. <laughs> He's quiet. And he, because, you see, the devil can't be sneaky and quiet and come up to you because he's no power over you. So what he does is he roars intimidation. And it's in days like that, it's in times like that, where you have to, you have to know my times are in his hands. When you're in the workplace and you've got a boss, my times are in your hands. When all hell's let loose, my times are in your hands. And I woke up this morning with that on my mind, and I thought, I'm going to preach that this morning. Because I felt there's people here. Your future, whether through age, life, past, and you take one day at a time, but there's things in the closet you're not quite sure of. Well, if, if somebody finds that out, though, you know, they won't like me. I won't be able to go forward or this. Bring everything into the light. Because your life and times are in his hands. And in those hands there's forgiveness and there's mercy. I'll tell you, it's going to be easier around the throne of God than it is here on earth with men judging us. It's going to be easier there. My life is in his hands. Will you do me a favor this morning? Two years I've been here and I usually finish at 12. I'm going to ask you to stand with me. We're going to do something different this morning. I want you to stand. Would you close your eyes? I want you to think about your life for a minute. Serious. I want you to think about it. I want you to think about the future. I want you to think what you're leaning on. I, even, even for myself, you know, I, I could be leaning on ministry. I could be leaning on the next church and the pension and what's what. And all those things are good, by the way. They are very good. You know, we need to plan ahead, don't we? We need to make secure for our family and our kids. We want the best for them. But I want to ask you this morning, if your time is in his hands, 
David said, he said this, first of all, I trust you, O Lord. I want to ask you, if, do, do you truly, truly trust him with your life? Do you truly trust your whole life with God? I'm not making my own plans. I'm not trying to lean on, well, if I get to know the right people, they'll open doors. If I get to know this person, they'll... I want to tell you, God can open doors for you if you're in his hand. God will close doors that no man can, can open if you're in his hand. It's God still got his hand on your life. That might, you might say, that's a bit strange. Of course he has. But what I mean is, has he got you? Has he fully got you? Has he fully got all of your time in his hands, all of your life, all of your energy, all of your resources in his hand that he can use for the purpose of his glory? And then it says, teach me to number my days. And there's some of you here you need to do that. You need to say, do you know what? I've been, I've slipped back into, and there's nothing wrong with this, so don't take your pastor wrong. I'm, I'm watching that box in front of me, and I'm not giving him the time that he should get. My days are short, and I want to make it count. I want to get back to the place of being in a room and spending time with him and coming out and walking in that assurance and that power. Holy Spirit, I just pray this morning for all of us we don't know our time we don't know our tomorrow and we could you know I could say let's start with an amazing so let's finish with an amazing song and dance and our times are in his hands but no I want you to just think about your life and think about your time I want you to dream for a minute how you would like it to end say God this would and I don't mean we're making our plans but you're saying God this is my heart's desire this would be a great end this is how I want my time spent. You know, I want to see, I don't know what you, but you, I, listen, I could go through a list. I just want you to lift up your own heart to God this morning. And speak to him for a few moments before we pray. If you're a visitor, um, we usually finish at 12. And my sermons are very outlined and purposeful, but this is something in my heart. I, I just went with it. And I'm, when I'm, you know, we're so religious, you need to finish at 12. You, you know, I, I could have waffled on trying to say something more. My times are in your hands. Somebody had to hear that this morning. I want to speak to those who have been feeling particularly vulnerable at this time. And you think, you know, I, God has spoke to me this morning. And I need to get back to that place where I'm on the rock. I've been feeling fragile, anxious. And th those things happen. There's no condemnation. That's why the Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but pray all things. You know, we're not here to condemn. We're here to stand with you. There's not a person here not being anxious. I want you to lift your hand and say, you know, that was me. I need, I've been anxious. Keep your hand up. Keep it up. Just keep it up. Anxious moments, anxious times in your heart. And I want to speak to, you can put your hand down. I want to speak to the next group of people. Teach me to number my days. Let me say a very important thing to you. If the devil can't get you at the beginning, he wants you to finish bad. 
He'll try and get it at the end to ruin the testimony of God. Teach me to number my days. How do I want this to end, God? What kind of Christian do I want to go out like? What kind of man or woman do I want to? How do I want to finish this? As I started, filled with the Spirit, strong in the Lord, full of assurance, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine, over a foretaste, glory divine. And for some of you, you've finished too early. You've ran and retired from work, but you can't retire from God. You still have a gift. You still have a purpose. And I want this to be a church where people know until your last breath, there's something to do. Now here's a thought, and I'll finish with this. Somebody told me, oh, a while ago, I think it was, can't remember when they were talking to somebody in their 80s and they said I wonder why you know I can't do what I used to do for God I, I wonder why God's got me alive and this is what the person said to them because maybe he's still doing something in you before you go home <laughs> isn't that amazing maybe still doing something in you that he's doing before you go home So we're going to pray in a minute. So I want to ask those who have came here this morning and you're thinking, I need to number my days. I need to make everyone count. I'm running my race. My time is short. And can I just say to you, hang about with giants and stay away from the gossiping, backbiting, he done this, he done that, what churches time's too short for it all it's a load of nonsense Stay, run, run a million miles from it your life is too precious for it we've all been through it who done what and he said that the sermon I'd prepared was a house divided against itself can't stand but I just felt it wasn't right to preach it it was too strong and we don't have that trouble here with were blessed so I thought if I preach it I didn't want people to think I was preaching into something and then the Holy Ghost said hold that that sermon's not for this morning so I do want to say to those who say I need to number my days and I want to make it count I need to get back into the place where I used to be to make it count now that didn't mean to say you're not walking with God it just means there's a challenge to come into alignment and that fire that was in your heart to get it back again. And it doesn't always come through shouting and big songs. Sometimes it comes with a quiet voice. So I'm going to pray for you as well. If that's you this morning and you lifted your hands, I want you to come forward. Now, we don't do many altar calls here. You know, I stopped altar calls in my ministry a, lot, a few years ago because I thought Pentecostals are conditioned. They know exactly how to come, go up, down, nobody. But I'm talking about you and God you're doing business with God this morning I want you just to leave your seat where you are and just stand at the front and we're going to just pray over you